0: This is episode 69. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, now. host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Shane Chapman Welcome everybody to the Ultimate Deck Podcast Shane Chapman Live from The new location This is exciting we finally, out of pure necessity for needing the equipment for other reasons, moved the studio over today to our new location in Regina. So we are live here. I say we, it's just me. Wade is in Saskatoon. That, uh, that question came in fast on Instagram today. Where's Wade? Wade in Toontown? Yes, he is. Wade is, uh, he's actually on his way back. He's driving right now, I'm sure, but he's been up there all week. They've been getting that store ready to go and um, it's looking great. They were cleaning floors today, getting ready to seal the concrete floors. So that's a big step. Painting's done, racking's up. Now we just need some stuff to sell inside of it. So without Wade today, I'm going to tackle a topic that I hope people get a lot of value out of. And it's going to be 10 deck trends for 2020. Everybody does five, but we want to be your favorite source for this kind of stuff. So we're doing 10. Double the value over anybody else's sources. Let's get after it. No point wasting time today. Um, we can help you with stuff to sell in stone, trying to get their decking into our, into our store, I think is what that's referring to. Winky winky. Um, before we get there, you know what? I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to make this episode about the virus, but it's so topical. I've got Bryce shaking his head at me now because I, all I talked about today was I wasn't going to go here. (laughs) Wade thought I should make the whole episode about coronavirus and, um, I'm not going to do that. But we'll touch on it because people are messaging us on Instagram and saying, dude, what does this mean for the industry? What does it mean for, I've got jobs booked. Should I expect people to be canceling? And because I'm answering those questions there, maybe other people are to listen, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a doctor or a pathologist or a virus expert or anything. I have no idea what it means for me either. But all of what I do know is that all three of our home shows were canceled this week and that's not ideal. But my Response to a lot of these guys that are asking a lot. There's been a couple. Is the phone still ringing this week? Yeah. Well, then what are you worried about? Worry when the phone stops ringing up until then you've done nothing but build a story in your mind. That's really scary. That's very far from reality. So why would people like if sure some hotbed areas that are getting hit really hard. And if people are losing their jobs or they're off work and they're not getting paid, well, like maybe that's, maybe that's a real situation for some markets, but If that's not happening for you, if the phone's not ringing, don't stress out about it. Stay positive. Um, You know, people don't back out when they get the flu. This is a little bit different of a story, but for most people, it's not that different. And so don't expect a big hiatus of people wanting their deposits back. I think you're probably going to be okay. Just stay positive. Get through it. Be part part of the solution, not the problem. Wash your hands. Stay out of big crowds. Don't let this thing spread. And then we'll all be happy on the other side of this. All right. Okay, out of the way, right, Bryce? We're Got that out of the way. No more crowd. Okay, let's get to fun stuff now. If you sneeze, I'm out of here, by the way. I am I'm gone. Number one, top 10 deck trends for 2020. Number one, mixing materials. And so this is a really cool trend that I'm I'm liking seeing. And we've been doing this for a while, kind of mixing. There's this kind of um there's this there's this other trend, I suppose, towards, and it's an old trend, but towards maintenance-free materials and materials that don't require any sort of upkeep or anything like that. And so that means people are looking at composite decking and aluminum railing and all these things that don't require any maintenance. But when projects really start to look cool is when you mix the natural stuff in with that a little bit. So you're allowed to have some metal with some wood and some plastic and combining those things together can, can come up, with a really cool look. And so we're seeing people doing, of course, composite decking because that's there's a big benefit to maintenance-free for that. That's the surface you're walking on. There's a long warranty on it. There's many, many reasons to want to do composite decking. But that doesn't mean that the entire project needs to be built from those similar type of materials. Why not do a privacy wall or a pergola or something for that effect out of wood and bring those warm cedar tones or redwood tones into the project as well to warm up your space? Because especially in our market, it's very much a a gray dominated market. And so we don't want just grays, grays, blah, 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 everywhere. Bring some warmth in by adding some wood tones into it or some rock. Those kinds of things can add some life into the project. So mixing materials, I think is a trend that I would like to see continue because it just results in projects that have a little bit more wow factor. There's just more dynamic to them, a little bit more depth to mix those materials. So what do you guys think on Instagram? There's, there's six whole people, people have been coming and going, but at the moment here, there's a few people in here. What do you think? Do you like, do you like when people mix the materials? Do you like seeing some kind of wood accents inside of a composite deck, composite deck? What do you like to see? Some stone, that kind of thing. Stone columns on railing always look really good too. Adding some wood in there, a wood top rail with some cable rail or something is a good luck. Anyway, mixing materials just results in a more dynamic and some more depth in the project. And I think it looks great. I think it's a trend that I, I hope to see continue. Number two is lighting. This one's no surprise. Lighting has become a trendy thing over the last few years. And so it's not new for 2020, but it's a very growing trend. People want to add accent lighting into their decks. For the same reason, the mixing of materials is cool. Adding lighting is even more cool. And if you're going to be doing some of these mixed materials, some stone, some wood privacy wall, light those things up. We don't want to just see those things during the day. If you're out there at night, it's cool to put some up lighting on those things. It's very common for people to use lighting in the stairs. That is a foregone conclusion. Most, like a lot of people put lights in their stairs. So there is going to be a growing focus on adding lighting where you maybe wouldn't have thought of it before. So there may be, you know, the common places where your stairs and your railing, let's now put some up lighting to light some of the accents and the focal points of the deck that you've, you've put some money and effort into as well keep those lit at night. Nothing looks cooler than some light shining from the ground up underneath something, whether it's a pergola or a canopy and creating kind of that ambiance, that feel within that zone at nighttime as well. I'll tell you what a cool deck in the day looks way cooler at night and as a as a warmer vibe, if you got some lighting on it at night too, it becomes even a cooler space. So do that stone veneer for skirting, says Eric Thoreau. So yeah, that's uh, that's a common one to put, to kind of bring some of that natural uh, product into the deck is to use it for skirting. Great idea. Mixing is always good, says In Stone as well. Yeah, add some dynamic, right? Nobody wants like when you paint your walls in your house, you don't then just build a mantle over the fireplace of boxed drywall and paint it. No, you add like a nice wood element to it and bring some warmth in, or you do the the veneer around the bat around the fireplace in stone, like bring that same kind of style choices outside. Number three is under deck drainage. This is becoming a bigger trend because people are finally learning about it. These products have been out there for a long time. Contractors have been familiar with them, but a lot of homeowners weren't familiar with the products that would allow them to use the space underneath their deck. And so now that they're getting a little bit more exposure to this and they're saying, holy smokes, I can actually, especially on a walkout, I can actually use that space during a rainstorm too. Like there's a thing I can do to close that top off and keep it dry underneath. Yeah, absolutely there is. Your deck can be a roof. It can catch the water and send it somewhere else. Giving you, you got a 700 square foot deck, add a drainage system and you've added another 700 square feet below it for a few bucks a foot. So... Great way to expand and open up the options under your deck and other people use it just for drain or for storage. Sorry. So if you, maybe you've got a small yard, you don't have room for a storage shed or something. Throwing up a low cost under deck drainage system on your deck can allow you a place to store your lawnmower, your yard furniture, your garden tools, all this types of stuff can get stored underneath your deck now and you're not losing that square footage uh, outside as well, so there's a variety of ways that you can kind of take advantage of that dry space by doing that. Number four is the industrial feel that people are starting to pull into these projects. I think is really cool. So this is being achieved. Probably most the most common one that I would refer to as an industrial element would be cable rail, and so that cable rail now that it's being accepted in more markets. Um, passing code in more places that it didn't used to be. It's becoming more of a thing that people want, and it is a very industrial look. Both the vertical cable rail and the horizontal is a, more of an industrial look. I think it looks sharp. Um, Bringing all of that kind of, kind of gritty industrial feel to it just gives it a cool modern vibe. And so you can also achieve that. There's other railing products out there. InvisiRail, for example, a stainless steel post, bare stainless steel, or anodized aluminum, or brushed aluminum look. Um, all of these things are very, very cool, but industrial and that kind of look and feel is coming back. There's even some like Corton steel that rusts intentionally rusts that you can bring that kind of stuff into, into your deck as well. And it, it just gives it this gritty, but very cool modern look to bring those industrial elements into your deck as well. Regal ideas pops in and says like crystal rail. So little bit industrial I'm not sure that very modern for sure that one industrial debatable but or titanium slate their color yeah that can give a bit of a uh, industrial uh, look to like a component style railing system as well exposed concrete, says in stone products another very cool industrial look the exposed concrete's a good mention for sure Number five is multicolor decking. And I don't mean variegated decking that's been out for years and years and years. What I mean here is people are getting more comfortable with mixing colors onto their project. So whether it's a picture frame, double picture frame, an inlay, changing up the color, they're skirting something to mix and match colors. And sometimes it's even ones that you traditionally wouldn't think would go together. People don't, they generally shy away from mixing like browns and grays, but it is. Can really look sharp when you do that. It gives it this contrast and this unique look that can really make the deck pop. All of a sudden, the flooring itself becomes a bit of a feature as well. So we're seeing this. I think decorators have done something really cool with their their voyage line with their um, dark slate border color, which is kind of like a dark bluey gray and they've designed it. So it works quite well with the rest of the lineup. They've used that. Like they're actually calling that a picture frame board. That's its intent. They don't even make it in the other sizes because they want it just to be used for picture frames essentially, but it'll work. It looks so good with their Costa board, which is kind of a yellowy Brown. It can look good with their Mesa board, which is like a reddish Brown. It looks good with their Tundra, which is a kind of a kind of an off gray, light gray color. Like it looks good with all of them. It's kind of unique in that it just kind of goes with their whole lineup. So that is a bit of a a cool look for sure. Um, But you can accomplish that with other brands as well. You know, you can see, sometimes you'll see, for example, maybe Trek's Island Mist gets bordered with Spice Drum or Vintage Lantern. And it's like, well, I wouldn't have picked those two colors. But when you see that, It looks really sharp together. I'm going to jump to Instagram real quick because we're getting some comments popping up here big time here. Um, When you do a border, do you insert the border past the post from Regal Ideas? When you do a border, do you insert the border past the post? I'm not sure I understand the question there, but I think you're wondering if the picture frame is going to be visible when it's kind of beyond the post of the railing or if the railing's hiding it too much. You're going to have to explain that a little bit more to me. I'm not entirely sure I understand the question there, but I'll answer it if I get some clarity on it. Um, Mitcon Dex-Ass is the Dark Slate part of the Voyage line. It is part of the Voyage line. So they don't, on the website, they don't put it under the Voyage category, but it's the same board. It's the same extrusion. It's got this, the extra um, slip resistance to it. So it's the same exact board. They just, on the website, they categorize it as its own category of picture frame board, probably because it's not available in all the same dimensions, but it is a, it's a Voyage extruded board or poltruded, they like to call it. Um so the post gets set on one color board. I see. So that's coming up to another one of the trends I'm gonna identify is gonna help with that issue there. I think most people are trying to get the post base to line up on the border color only and not span over over into the interior color as well, but sometimes that happens. Like, just depends on how the deck's laid out, the width of the post base, where the framing is, how much nosing you have, et cetera, et cetera. All that can play into where that post base actually lines up because you need the post base to line up with the um, substructure framing to bolt into. So sometimes it happens where the post base, unfortunately, creeps past the picture frame border onto the interior field board, boards a little bit. But um, I think most people, their goal would to be not let that happen. So... Uh, number six, and this is going to help with that. Number six is helping with that. Varied width decking. So we've got a couple of brands that are really kind of playing with this this year, this year and last year a bit. Azek being one. So TimberTech Azek products now they're in, their, in uh, a couple of their PVC lines in the Azek line now have varied width planks. So three and a half inch wide, five and a half inch wide, seven and a quarter inch wide. Uh, Decorators is the other one that's kind of jumped into this with full force and released those dimensions as well. So now you've got these... Cool multi width, varied width planks that you can kind of really play around with to come up with some new style on the deck, whether it's being used for inlays or just an alternating board width that kind of looks cool or to Regal Ideas um, issue that they kind of identified here on the Instagram machine here, the railing. Sometimes you know it's maybe placed a little bit too inside that picture frame border. Well then use a seven and a quarter inch board and all of a sudden your picture frame border is wider. So you get to see more of that accent color on the outside that traditionally may have been covered a lot by the railing. So the seven and a quarter inch board, I know people are using it for that purpose, that nice wide picture frame board. They're using it on stairs because um, it's a wider board. They're alternating a wide one and a narrow one for the stairs just because it gives it a little bit more depth. Uh, There's a variety of ways that you can do this. So we've seen people doing herringbone patterns with shorts, you know, with the the narrow width, but on short boards. And that gives it a whole other dimension too. So there's a lot of things that we're starting to see with contractors getting creative with that varied width decking. And I think it's a cool look. I, I have to admit, I've in the past said that I think that's a, that one that, that very width might fade out over time. I'm still not entirely sure that I'm convinced it won't, but for now, people are doing some cool stuff with it and the manufacturers seem to be on board with it, at least a couple of them. So very, very creative way to add some interest to the deck floor itself. Number seven is the privacy features. And so this one we're referring to, people want more and more to, feel cozy on their decks. And so the problem we have in some of these city lots in a lot of cities across Canada, the US and beyond is that there's not a lot of privacy in the backyard. I know in our market, it's very common for the ledger board or the basement of the house to be poured up about three and a half feet above grade. And therefore where your door threshold is when you come out of the house, it's at about four feet Um, your fence is only allowed to be six feet tall. So if your deck's at four feet, you're standing on it. You're literally, the average person is three and a half to four feet over the fence. You're looking into your neighbor's backyard. So a way to help minimize the effects of that is to do some sort of privacy feature. And so we're seeing that a lot more privacy walls. We've seen um, some products kind of kitted out products like hideaway screens or Oasis screens come out that give you kind of a privacy screen in a box. There of course is a lot of ways to do that with a custom feature wall of some sort. Cedars is a very popular choice for doing that with. But these elements are becoming more and more common on a lot of decks. In every market, it seems. Not only that, but you can start to add some privacy from above. So, in bigger markets, you might have a rooftop deck or a second-story house beside you. You might want privacy from above as well. There's a possibility you might be you might be half a block away from a from a high mid-rise or high-rise building that you don't want people seeing into the backyard. So, you can put a roof structure can play into privacy. So that wall can come up and then turn into a pergola roof with some slats and create some privacy there as well. So. A lot of ways to kind of add that in, but that's something that seems to be a more common feature. Then we're gonna we're gonna call that a trend. Lots of activity going on in the Instagram live feed here, so that's good to see. Hello to everybody that said hello and haven't had a chance to reply to you at hello. Number eight. I might get some pushback in this one, but I think linear lines on. Projects are starting to make a comeback. I know for the last number of years there's been a lot of people wanting to get into curved decks. Um, curved decks are no longer a new thing. They are they've been out there for a long time. They're starting to almost mature in the market where everybody's now familiar with it. People are asking for it, people are doing it. And it's gotten to the point now where people are like, okay, well, that was cool. Like curved decks are neat but I kind of want some clean lines. The houses are becoming more clean line again. So we're seeing kind of more of that flat roof style of home, um, very boxy straight lines. And so the decks are only complementing that now. So when you're looking, a good example of this is Premier Outdoor Living, Sean. His projects are almost always these clean linear lines and they look great. And he's also mixing materials back to point number one. And if you want to see a good example of, those two trends really kind of culminating in a very cool looking project at the end nearly every one of his are encompassing those two things and they look fantastic so these clean straight linear lines look great the fact that these multi-width deckings are coming in to play as well um those only complement the idea of these clean straight lines They're, no longer do you have to make your decking change direction for it to look cool and add some interest to it. Now you can do it with multi-wits and keep your lines straight and clean and it still adds a, a bit of an interesting look. Eric Thoreau in Instagram says, not in our market. I'm assuming you're referring to the clean lines. Not as big in Quebec, it sounds like maybe. Uh, number nine. Nope, I'm going to change this up. Number nine, I'm going to say is fire and ice. So the idea of adding these elements to your deck that add some movement and some life to the deck, both with like just adding into your senses a little bit more. So fire and water is what we're referring to here. So water features, you're getting the sound of the bubbling little waterfall that you have in there, or the little kind of spillover or whatever you might have. Um, The movement adds some life to the deck. The fire bowls, natural gas fire pits and fire bowls are, are very, very popular now to put on your deck. So we've now found a way You weren't allowed to have open fire, fire pits on or near your deck. And people are saying like, I want that feeling. I wanna be able to sit around the fire on my deck. I've put money on my deck. I don't wanna be out in the middle of the yard. I wanna be on the deck, close to the door, close to the beer, close to the barbecue. And so these natural gas fire pits are allowing you to do that. You can now sit on your deck, still have that campground feel around, um, you know, with your friends and family over and stay on your deck that you've put money into. The water feature thing too, maybe not quite as common yet. This is going to be boosted a little bit. Trex has now licensed um, some water and fire featured things that they're going to start selling now as well. And so having the biggest brand in the industry get into that space a little bit is going to help expose that to more people. And so now we might see people starting to put little fountains or spillovers or things on their deck and kind of add that fire nice kind of feel. On, it. I think it's cool. I think like that for sure is a bit of a luxury accessory item. You don't have to have a water feature on your deck, but it's pretty cool if you do. Um Eric's saying no curves around here yet. So Eric's market is hasn't hit the major curves market. And to be fair Eric, I'm not I'm not even saying that like that's become a mainstream thing whatsoever. Like the like 99% of decks that are built are still built with straight lines. But some of the higher end projects seem to be encompassing the curves more and more and more that it's almost lost its luster a little bit. And so no longer is it like, wow, you can do that? It's like, now they say like, yeah, I know you can do that, but does it make sense to do that? Or it's like, well, that doesn't really match the style of my house because my house is super modern and clean line and flat roof and straight lines and everything. So I want that. Curves doesn't make sense to me. So number 10, finally, is a big one. It's kind of all encompassing here is the outdoor rooms. So years and years ago when... Paul LaFrance launched his decked out shows and his other decking shows on HGTV. Uh, They really opened up people's minds to say like, I can put a, I can put a kitchen outside. I never thought about doing that before, but they started to say like, listen, the barbecue doesn't need to be just tucked into the corner of the deck and kind of hidden. This can be a focal accent feature of the entire deck. Let's build a kitchen around it. Let's put some countertops in there. Let's put some cabinets in there. Let's put a structure over top to kind of define the space a little bit. And so that's been something that's growing over the last few years. And now I think what we're seeing is people are saying, I want all of my rooms that are in my house to also be available outside. So not only do we have the kitchen area now and the dining area, we're also seeing people starting to build living rooms outside. They've got a couch or a sectional with a TV outside and a roof structure over top. And then they've got their dining area which is a table underneath a pergola, a little defined kind of zone there. And they've got their kitchen area. And then maybe they've also got that fire feature somewhere as well. So now instead of just being a deck, it's like this four to five to six zones of different usable spaces all on the same project. So that's a very, 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 very cool trend. Obviously you've got to have a bigger budget to be putting in six rooms on your deck. You're gonna need a little bit of space on each of those. But even on a basic modern 250, 300 square foot deck, you could potentially put a couple or three zones in that that would have different functions and different kind of vibes to them. So that number 10 is just kind of an all encompassing. You can achieve these outdoor rooms by implementing all these other things that we've talked about here. Maybe the different zones are lit differently or they use flooring in a different direction or different size in some rooms, or you put up some privacy walls or pergolas or different materials kind of defines a zone. So there's a variety of things you can do there that will, um, kind of help define that zone and, and allow you to use each portion of the deck a little bit differently. Eric saying agree, but the information isn't available here yet. So not um not big there, but that sounds like opportunity is calling your name there, Eric. Let's get you a set of blankets, buddy, and get you curving decks out there. Let's catch that. Somebody's gonna take it. If it hasn't happened there yet, somebody's gonna go with that. There's gonna be a good five, six, seven years of people wanting curved decks before the linear trend catches back up, maybe where you are. So don't forget to um don't forget when you're seeing those opportunities to get on them. 10 deck trends for 2020. If we have any questions or anything from the Instagram chat, now's the time because that's the, that's, the, that's the podcast. That's the end of the podcast. There, if nobody has anything else to say, so we got ten things. Let's go through them one more time, real quick, just to recap everything. Number one was mixing materials, adding some wood, stone, composite, metal, all sorts of materials getting mixed into one project. Number two is lighting, using lighting not only on your stairs and maybe in your railing, but hey, let's do some uplighting on some plants or some privacy walls. Light the house a bit more. Light the area around the deck if you've got some landscaping or or things below around the deck. Use some lighting on the deck to shine down on that and keep those plants lit up. That looks super cool. Uh, Under deck drainage was number three. So there's products out there like Trex Rain Escape or TimberTech Dry Space or a variety of dry systems that you can use that will allow you to turn that space underneath your deck into more usable space, whether for storage or just more living space. Number four was the modern industrial feel that we're starting to see come in. This will be... Things like cable rail, stainless steel rail, the brushed look, the kind of metal look, the metallic fleck in some railing that you see from Regal. Rail, these type of guys, Feeney Cable Rail, these things are all kind of adding that kind of industrial feel to the deck, which is, which is considered to be very modern nowadays. Uh, will you be posting this top 10 list? Very well done. We will be. I don't know when that's going to happen, um, but at some point, I'll make sure we get this posted up for you to read as well. Number five, multicolored decking. So not just variegated decking, but getting a little bit more comfortable with exploring and mixing matching colors. So inside the house, Feature walls have been a thing for a long time. Your walls are all one color and you decide to paint this color some sort of vibrant contrasting color or wallpaper in some fashion to bring some contrast in. This is the same idea. You're going with a nice light board, do a nice dark accent or do a gray with a brown. Get a, you know, feel it out a little bit. Uh, number six is varied width decking. So decorators and AZAC leading these trends of these multi-width uh, deck board options where you can kind of mix and match the widths and kind of use them in different creative ways. There's no instruction booklet on these things. Decorators isn't saying, you know, the narrow board is for this. The wide board is for this. They're just putting it out there and letting contractors and homeowners and designers get creative with it. And so I think that's really cool. It doesn't have, it doesn't have any boundaries as to what you're supposed to do with it. People are just allowed to kind of figure it out. And we're seeing a lot of cool things as a result of that. Number seven is the privacy features, and so more and more we don't care about our privacy online, but we do in our backyard. So let's get some privacy features on there with privacy walls, through oasis privacy screens, hideaway privacy screens, um, you know, wood privacy screens, wood tops on your deck or roof lines or whatever it can, do, whatever you you know can think of. They'll add a bit of privacy from whatever angle you need. Number eight, linear lines. So is the curve trend starting to settle down a little bit? We're seeing people building straight lines and integrating squares and things that kind of interact with each other, but all in straight linear patterns, I think is a really cool look. Number nine, the idea of adding outdoor rooms. Sorry, no, we mix those. We change those up. Number nine is going to be fire and ice. So adding water and fire features into your deck. Um, These don't have to cost a ton of money. You can get a nice natural gas or propane fire table for... You know, a couple hundred dollars nowadays, 200 bucks will probably get you one. You can spend five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars if you want, but certainly there's some other options that don't need to cost that much. And the idea of adding a water feature, that that doesn't have to be something, that doesn't have to be a giant spillway bowl. That could be a small little water fountain that just plugs in and gives you some sort of life to the deck. And we are, number 10 was the outdoor rooms. So this is the coolest one, this all-encompassing trend of people trying to create all the spaces that they enjoy inside the house, recreate those outside the house as well. We have a short summer for three quarters of this continent um, has a short summer. So let's get outside and enjoy those things. And so let's watch some TV outside. Let's sit in the hot tub outside. Let's have supper outside, etc. We have number 11 coming in here from Instone products on the Instagram. Have you Seen any decking products that look like hardwood flooring, but deliver the performance of cap PVC Instone is going to get banned here. They keep trying to get their product mentioned <laughs> on here. I already gave them one, one plug here. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of products out there that look like hardwood products and, um, performance of capped PVC. So yeah, he's referring to his lanai decking that he's, he's importing here, but, um, yeah, there's obviously a lot of products out there that have that very realistic hardwood look, um, and then, you, and then there's also the options of going with actual hardwood on your deck too and mixing those materials again, whether it's through bamboo or e or things like that. So there's a ton, a literal ton of beautiful products that you can use on your deck nowadays. So with that said, I appreciate everybody tuning in this week and listening to our top 10 list of outdoor trends. Go out there and talk to your customers about these and see if maybe you can add some of these to your projects. See you next week. You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.